It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard, your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with my business partners and colleagues, financial advisors Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Yet, Mike, becoming a millionaire is something many people have pursued, but many have had their hopes kind of crashed on the rocks of self-defeating habits. And so whether you've got your sights set on reaching the milestone of millionaire or not, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the habits that can take you off the path and try to equip you to stay on the path if that's where you're headed. All right. This is your show, folks. As always, visit us at wisemoneyradio.com to submit a question or give us a call 574-222-2000. Finally, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Wise Money Radio to get updates on the show, blog posts, more content. You can even submit questions that way, too. So... All right, folks, we're kicking off today's show with a question from Chris. Chris is 34. Here's what he asked. My wife and I have finally paid off our student loans and are ready to start building wealth. Way to go, buddy. Where do we start and what do we need to be doing? That's awesome. Congratulations. I I love hearing stories about people who wipe out some important debt in their life. Yeah. You know, mortgage or in this case, student loans. I still remember when we made our last payment on our student loans and uh, what a what a great freeing feeling. And it's cool because now all of a sudden you have time, uh, you have your attention to go towards something other than just that aggravating loan. And you can start pouring dollars towards goals that maybe mean a little something more to you. And you kind of framed it as how do I start building wealth? And there may still be some groundwork to be done before you really start building for the future, though. And I'd I'd encourage you to really focus in and make sure that you have the right foundation in place to build wealth. And there may be some goals that you need to pursue before you really start focusing on building lots of investments. For example, I'd ask you, Chris, do you have a full emergency fund in place? Mm. We typically define that as somewhere between three and six months worth of your living expenses which your living expenses just got smaller because that payment's gone, which is awesome. You've freed up some margin in your life that can go towards building up this emergency fund. And um, then, you know, other people uh, maybe need to turn more of their attention towards some other consumer debt in their life. Get the car loan also wiped out or any credit card debt. Make sure that debt isn't standing between you and building wealth as well. And when you've got that in place, now, you know, start turning your attention towards building up your savings, especially for retirement, because you're going to take advantage of the tax shelters that are available to you out there. Building wealth can be really motivating to some folks. Yeah. I, I actually have had a lot of people come into the office and say, you know, I don't, I'm maybe I'm young or whatever. I don't have a lot of specific financial goals. I just want to save a lot of money. I just want to have a lot of money someday. And I go back to Kevin, how you introed the show, this idea, this desire or lure to become a millionaire. Have you guys seen this new show called The Wall? I, I thought it was at the drop, but it's like Plunko with these big... Yeah, I don't, I don't know the point of oh it. I've my never goodness. watched an episode. But it's, uh, did it first air on January 21st? <laughs> no, 
In, okay. You mean along the southern states uh, yeah. of the U.S.? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's about how these. It's it's like the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but you're dropping this ball, and and it's very interesting. I cried. You guys know I'm a crier. Uh, but these folks <laughs> wow. who who help who help. Uh, disabled kids they happen to be the ones doing this and the lady she won a million bucks it was awesome actually 1.4 it was so cool did you cry at the prices right back in the day too i did and really any good commercials involving a cat i cry at those too no but seriously so this lure of of all of a sudden having a million bucks uh that that is so appealing however that really happened so how do you get there how do you save up a million dollars? Do you guys ever get people coming in wanting to save up a million bucks or maybe a sure. dream when you were younger to just become a millionaire? Sure. And just a little rabbit trail on, on that, Mike. The, the hardest money to handle is unearned money. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and uh, Joshua has always said that it takes skill and character to be able to handle money, especially money that you haven't earned. And you can have skill and character at 18 and you can lack one or both of those at 68. So it really isn't age dependent, yeah. um, but it does take skill and character to handle money that you didn't earn, but also to handle money that you did earn and work towards a goal of becoming a millionaire. So there's this law out there in nature called the law of the harvest. And it's just about doing small things, the right small things habitually every single day that can lead you to either great success or if you're doing the wrong things or neglect those things, uh, great failures. And that that is the recipe all of us can follow. I don't care where you are right now. You can follow that sort of recipe and hopefully become a millionaire or reach your financial dreams. Now, the lure of being a millionaire someday is, is emotional, grabs a lot of people's attention. But I just would, before we get into the meat here, I would just mention that for some of you, uh, your big financial dreams might not be accomplished with a million bucks. You actually need yeah. to aim higher. For some of you, your financial dreams can be accomplished with much less. So we still are big believers, as always, in financial planning and having a custom-fit financial plan for you. You know, I, I remember back to when I, I took a personal finance class when I was at Bethel. And um, part of the class, we had to calculate what would it take for us to retire someday. And, I, you know, I don't remember what the exact number was, but... I remember coming to the conclusion in that class before I was even a financial advisor that you have to be a multimillionaire uh, in order to retire 40 years out in the future. And it sounds like this huge sum of money, but the reality is, you know, a million dollars isn't going to go very far a few decades down the road just because life keeps on getting more expensive. So this arbitrary number of a million bucks it may be appropriate if you're getting close to retirement now. Maybe you do need a million dollars, but your kids or your grandkids, it's a totally different number. So don't get too fixated on the million dollar number itself. Yeah, that's real helpful because actually we're going to talk about the million dollar number for the rest of the show. I've got to stuck on this Scrap idea. It. A lot of people are focused on, hey, I want to I become a millionaire. And so in, in kind of that same vein, I do some trolling and, and reading stuff online and so on. I came across an article by Kiplinger, I want to mention her name, written by Stacy Rapicon, okay? And she kind of listed out, hey, these are 10 things, 10 reasons why you'll never make a million dollars. But really it means why you'll never become a millionaire. I, we're putting this article up on the blog 
So you can go there on Facebook, you can check it out and read it. But I want to talk through, we might not get through all 10 of these. It's pretty interesting stuff. And if we talk about these reasons why you might not become a millionaire, the hope would be we can give you the anic- the antidote, anecdote, antidote. Antidote. Yep. Yes. To, hey, don't do these things, do the opposite, and you can reach those goals. So I want to start off, she wastes no time throwing punches. The very first reason Stacy cites for you... For the reason why you won't become a millionaire is you pick the wrong profession. Now, Kevin, I know you've got a pretty strong opinion on this one. Why don't you lead us off? What do you think about that? Well, I think it's, you know, it's interesting because you say, hey, who wants to be a millionaire is, is in essence, is what she's talking about. And then she says, well, the, one of the reasons why you can't be a millionaire is you picked the wrong profession. And that to me is such a cop out. And, and really it gives freedom to lots of folks to say, well, I could never achieve that because of the career or profession that I've picked. And I believe you, if you were created with a specific purpose, you need to find what your calling is and do that with, with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing that, that's what you should be doing. And if you should become a millionaire, you need to have a plan that will set you on a path to be able to do that. And having worked with folks for 23 years, I it's just, it is not about how much you make. Yeah. Now, she would say it's about how much you make. You need to have skills that you can trade for money, and you need to have great skills that you can trade for a big chunk of money, and therefore it's easier to become a millionaire. And I, that, I, don't, I just don't believe that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I think, you know, Getting rich and having a rich life are not the same thing necessarily. And to me, part of the recipe for having a rich life is having meaningful work that you are passionate about and you were built for. And whether or not that is a hugely marketable skill that brings you lots of wealth, at some level, I, I hope that you can realize that's irrelevant, as Kevin said, because it's about what you do with the dollars that you do earn. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So regardless of where you are right now, we're going to talk about really for the next nine of these, for the rest of the show, the things that you can be doing in your field to plant something that you'll be able to harvest a million bucks. So we're going to talk about much more. We're just scratching the surface here. So all that and more here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Good morning, folks. Thanks for joining us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard and alongside Kevin Corhorn and Joshua Gregory. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, as well as First State Bank, for sponsoring the content of today's program. We're talking about how to become a millionaire, and actually the opposite side of that. Things that a lot of people do, even while they're trying to pursue becoming a millionaire, that actually are self-defeating. And so we're going to talk about those things so you can get those habits out of your life, that thinking out of your brain, to free you up to reach your financial goals. If you have any questions, becoming a millionaire can be pretty emotional. If you have questions, disagree with us, want to start some controversy of your own, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Kevin would love to hear that. If you've got good comments, <laughs> just kidding. They all come to me. Go to wisemoneyradio.com or give us a call, 574-222-2000. And thanks for your patience with those because we've been getting lots of questions with tax season and whatnot, and we're going to be working them in. But thanks for your patience. 
Okay, so we talked about the idea of becoming a millionaire, and recently uh, we posted an article on the blog and on Facebook about the reasons why someone wouldn't become a millionaire. There's 10. We're hoping to get through all of them. The first one was that you picked the wrong profession. Now, the authors said that. We've essentially debunked that. Folks, wherever you are right now, you start sowing the right seeds, you can reach your financial goals. And many of you can reach many times more than just millionaire. The second reason Stacy cites in her article, that's now up for debate, we're talking about it, on why you'll never become a millionaire is that you fear the stock market. This one, over the past 15 years, I somewhat get. A lot of people are afraid of the stock market right now. Yeah, it feels like a big one. And I, I would even rephrase it, though, to say that you're afraid to take risks in general. Um, and the stock yeah. market is is a big one. Um, you know, I think we as people, we fear what we don't understand and we don't trust what we don't understand. And that can be a recipe for um, missed opportunities along the way. The stock market is, itself, you know, it feels out of control to a lot of people. And that's because it is, mm-hmm. right? And it feels unpredictable because it is. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't really... Um, know what to expect always in the short term with the stock market. And so some people just try to avoid it altogether because, um, you know, the the fear of some major loss uh, prevents them from taking any kind of a risk altogether. They don't like the roller coaster. But you can't save your way to becoming a millionaire. Most people can't. Most people can't. Right? Uh, you, you have to get some sort of growth on the dollars that you're squirreling away and sacrificing for, for tomorrow. And the stock market has been the best growth engine available for most people other than, you know, maybe if you have a great business idea, um, that's another way to help build wealth for the future. But again, if you're afraid of taking risk, then maybe that great business idea goes um, unpursued, Yeah, unfortunately. So Josh was teaching a class about getting ready for retirement recently, and he was talking about some of the ups and downs and when the market's down, some of the strategies you can implement to really improve your financial life. And I was, I was watching the, the class and everyone was nodding like, oh yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Emotionally, when you're, when you're going through that downturn, it is so hard to think logically and strategic about your financial life. And, uh, and a lot of people, because of those emotions, say, I'm getting out and I'm never getting back in. And I would definitely agree with Stacy. That is one reason many people can't go on to achieve their financial goals. Yeah, I think when you think of, you know, she says you fear the stock market. But I, I think when you think of that, think equities or ownership. Josh, you said if you have a good business idea, um, there that would make you an owner. So one way is to own your own business. And the other way is to have fractional ownership of a number of different businesses. And so I think, okay, how do I assess that risk? And this is where, in my humble opinion, um, you want to work with a certified financial planner, some sort of a guide, someone who will help you when it gets really scary or when you get stuck, someone who is able to help you out. Or if you're prone to worry, you can call that person when you're worried and they can remind you why you're doing the right things. Mike, you talked about the law of the harvest. You have to sow the right seed for a long period of time to reap the right harvest. Yeah. And so. So for most of us trying to reach a million dollars someday, you're going to need the stock market. You're going to need that growth. And in order to get that type of return, it comes with ups and downs, uncertainty and risk. Uh, The third reason she cites here on why people try to become a millionaire and yet fail is somewhat logical. 
third reason is you don't save enough money. Now, this is anytime you go and attend a financial seminar or something like that, they always do this math. And I, I actually put Josh on the spot today before the, the show to do this math, try and do it over the airwaves, that if you start saving at age 20 or start saving at age 30, how much do you need to save to reach a millionaire? You but, wanted me to crunch the numbers on the air here? Yes. No, Tell I wrote exactly them down, Tell us exactly what you're... Oh, good. <laughs> no, that's what I was hoping. Well, yeah, so, so what we did is we looked at how much would it take for you to start saving like clockwork at various ages, earning a fair rate of return, not, not taking an excessive amount of risk. We're assuming an 8% rate of return. Um, but how do you take advantage of extra time by getting started early? If you're 20 years old right now listening to this show, it would take you $190 a month of savings into an 8% uh, growth rate type of an investment um, for 45 years to reach a million bucks. If you wait an extra 10 years and don't get started until 30, that number more than doubles. You have to save $435 a month. Now that's starting to get real money, right? Especially if you're still making student loan payments or now you've got a mortgage or kids and things. So mm -hmm. 435, that, that's uh, getting pretty tough. Wait until age 40 and now the number has jumped to over $1,000 a month. So it more than doubled again just by waiting that extra decade. And, you know, this could be when you've got kids in college. So we're talking um, some tough sledding there. Wait until age 50. So now you've only got 15 years to get saved up to a million dollars. It's going to take you nearly $3,000 a month for that 15-year period of time, yep. which maybe sounds huge, but it may be doable for you. We've seen it. We've yep. seen people yeah, that absolutely. is doable. They come in at, at the later stage in life and said, hey, I've got all these reasons and so on. Just haven't been able to save. But gosh, getting closer to this goal, I want to be able to retire someday. How do I do it? And Kevin, I know an, an example where you said, yeah, you got to save about 3000 a month. And they did it. Right. Yep. They did it. That might look like you living off one spouse's paycheck and saving the other one. Um, you know, really getting aggressive in your 401k contributions, that sort of thing. It might look like you, because you're now an empty nester or whatever, getting another job. So you've got extra money to, to, to be saving up. Yeah. But it's completely doable. Absolutely. So think along the lines of defense. How much am I saving? That's my defense. The first one we talked about was how much am I making? That's my offense. Yeah. So think offense and defense. And I think, okay, you want your offense to be as good as it can possibly be. And then defense, you want to make sure that there aren't uh, dollars slipping through the cracks or any lazy dollars. So this slides right into the fourth reason she cites. To me, they, these are, these are you know, twins. They're siblings here. The fourth reason she said you'll never be able to save up a million bucks is because you live beyond your means. Well, if you're living beyond your means, you're not able to save up what you need to in order to reach a million dollars. One of my favorite authors, really a mentor, uh, he wrote most of his work 100 years ago. Think about that. The one I'm about to, to quote is from a book called The Laws of Success, originally published in 1925. At Napoleon Hill? Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. He said, most people don't reach their financial independence because they haven't replaced the spending habit with the saving habit. Mm -hmm. And the truth here is with point number three, you need to, you know, you're not saving enough. And point four is you're living on too much. You need to look at what you're... The, habitual habits are in your financial life, habitual habits, what your habits are in your financial life. And if you're spending too much, you need to begin the habit of saving. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think if you start, if if you have uh, some money and you start with the give, save, and then spend, if the second priority is to save and you get into saving, you'll know you don't have that money to spend. Now, the trick is uh, with easy access to credit, the average credit card debt in America is $16,048, according to the financial research firm Value Penguin. So that means people... <laughs> uh, are they legitimate? Yeah. All right, hey, let's trust How it. can you be illegitimate with a name like Value Penguin? That's all right. Um, as opposed to the penguins... Never mind. Okay, so $16,000, that means I've spent $16,000 and I have to pay it back... I don't have to earn $16,000 to pay that back, though. Yep. I have to earn considerably more than that, pay tax on that money to end up with sixteen to pay that back. And so if you've used credit cards for lifestyle, that's where you can get yourself in some real trouble. We're about halfway through, folks. We're trying to help you reach your financial goals, help you reach that milestone of being a millionaire. We've got much more to cover here on Wise Money with Forhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm here with Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with the Inspired Team at REMAX 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. Today we're talking about all the life choices we left off on financial habits that get in the way of you reaching your financial goals, specifically getting in the way of you saving up a million dollars someday. You can do it, folks. We're talking about the things that can get in your way, but you can do it. Don't forget, go to wisemoneyradio.com to submit your question or give us a call, 574-222-2000. All right, next one up, number five that this article references, reasons why you won't be able to become a millionaire is you overlook the value of nickels and dimes. I didn't know they were making those anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's all electronic. Bitcoins. You know, it, it reminds me, my, uh, I think I shared with you guys, my grandpa passed away here recently, and he uh, was a dear, dear soul. But every time I would go visit him, he would always corner all the grandkids, and he, he was really on a kick of instilling wisdom, passing on some word of encouragement, and it usually was a repeat. And one of them that he shared over and over uh, to me kind of gave me a complex, actually. He kept saying, Josh... If you watch your pennies, the dollars will take care of themselves. And he said it so many times, though, I, I, I didn't have the heart to remind him, Grandpa, you know what I do for a living, right? I, I'm aware of this concept, right? That's funny. <laughs> but, Actually, I listened to the show, Josh. Uh, looks like you've got a lot to learn. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but there's a lot of wisdom in that. And you're right. Why are they still making pennies? I don't know. But the principle remains that... Many of us in our financial life, in our normal daily cash flow, we've got dollars slipping through the cracks. And maybe we even are aware of what dollars are slipping through the cracks, but we don't, we don't do anything to solve that issue. And one of the ways that you can start freeing up money to help build for the future is by eliminating the waste out of your financial life. Mm. And I'm not necessarily saying... Uh, eliminate the fun, frivolous stuff, the discretionary spending. I'm saying don't spend money on something that's not really even giving you the benefit that you intended. The classic example this time of year, you know, by now most people's New Year's resolution to hit the gym every single week 
um, or every single day maybe. Uh, it's it's long gone, and so they're still spending the monthly amount to to hold the gym membership, but they're not using it. Mm. So it's it's waste. So something needs to change. Either they need to start using the gym membership so they get the lift out of those dollars, or stop spending the money and free those dollars up to be uh, used in a better way. Was that a weightlifting pun? Get the lift out of those dollars. Nice, good job. Unintended. Okay, I think the I think in my opinion the biggest tangible roadblock to people becoming a millionaire. I, I think the thinking ones about you're not spend, you're not saving enough and you're spending too much, that's all in your brain, I think, and you've got to shift your habits. But the biggest tangible one that's getting in people's way is number six, and that is you're drowning in debt. You know, as I listen to Josh talk about the monthly amounts that you'd need to save in order to reach a million dollars someday, the first one I heard, if you're 20, it's $190 a month. I think, well, that's the average person's credit card bill, right? Mm, yeah. And then I, and then you go to the next one. who wants one, to be average? <laughs> and I go to the next one, and I think, okay, that's someone's car payment. The next one, oh, that's the house upgrade that we just made, that you just made. And, and the debt service, what it's requiring out of your monthly cash flow, if that was repurposed and set aside for a nest egg for you to build wealth someday... Gosh, we'd all be millionaires. We really would. So I would encourage you folks, be very careful and very selective on what sort of debt you allow to creep into your life and what your thinking is and overall approaches towards debt. Yeah. I, I'm almost hearing you say that it's not just the people who are drowning in debt, as the author said, um, because you, you might be able to make your debt payments just fine. It fits in the budget. But if you get stuck in this cycle of every few years, we've got another car loan or, um, you know, we're just constantly uh, putting something on the credit card and making payments for a little while. Maybe it's always at Christmas time or at vacation time or something. If you get into that kind of a pattern where you are constantly committing dollars that you haven't earned yet to pay back some debt that you created a while ago, those are dollars that should be or could be working much harder for you um, in, in more of a growth pattern as opposed to just paying for the past. And, and so we are not, you know, condemning those of you who have credit card debt or other debt. I, we've all had debt here, right? Yep. Um, the point is figure out a strategy to get that debt paid off very quickly yep. and then build a system so that you avoid using debt in the future. Yep. And if you do that, if you work step one, then step two, then you can start using those dollars to begin saving up to build wealth for your future. Yeah, and I think sometimes the gravity of the folks around you, if everyone around you is up to their waist, at least in debt, being in debt seems normal. And so what you want to do is find people that aren't in debt. We had uh, a good friend who uh, they were on the verge of becoming debt-free, but they didn't even want to tell folks in their family because they they would have been kind of rejected or shunned because they were the only ones in the family that were going to be debt free. Oh my goodness. I know we're not talking about the same example because I had someone just come to me, I think maybe two or three weeks ago with that exact same fear, concern. Right. So there there is a lot of, there's, there's a, a gravitational force or a pull from the folks that you're around. So if you are around folks that say you could never have a million bucks or you could never be financially independent or you could never uh, be at a, a place where you could stop working and, and have a decent lifestyle, um, somehow either help those folks see the light or get free of them. And we're trying to help you see the light. If you've got debt that you're struggling with right now, 
you work with a certified financial planner and figure out a debt servicing plan. We like the debt snowball type of approach to get this debt paid off in just a couple years or very, very quickly. And then implement a system. A certified financial planner can help you with that. Implement a system so that you're cash for the rest of your life. And then you can start saving this up. Start that 190 a month. Start that three or 400 a month and start getting there, folks. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're stuck, you need someone to help pull you out. That's right. So get your guide to pull you out. All right. So Josh said uh, earlier, <laughs> uh, drop your gym membership. Mm. <laughs> might wanna, you might want to eat those words, my friend. That's another. Uh, anyway, um, number seven here on the reason why you won't become a millionaire is you neglect your health. I'm just going to use uh, or quote a statistic here in this article. 98% of millionaires consider good health to be their most important personal asset. Very interesting. interesting. Very interesting. And Josh, I know you've done a lot of reading on, um, you know, good health and and being healthy uh, as well. And so I don't know if you want to take back what you said earlier about that gym membership. Right. Well, you know, have that gym membership. Just use it. Just use it. That's the point. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I think we all can think of examples of, of other people in our lives. Maybe this describes you right now. I don't know. But uh, maybe the stress and strain of your work um, has caused you to squeeze out this important area of your life where you're, you're no longer really focusing on your health. Exercise is, um, you know, a distant memory, that kind of thing. And the fear, though, or the, the risk is that in the pursuit of making great investments into your career, maybe, maybe for your family's sake or maybe it is for the sake of building wealth, what if you do sacrifice your health? And here's, here's the concern. The problem is if you give up your health to obtain wealth, you can't someday use your wealth to buy back the health that you sacrificed, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my opinion, it's, it's really important to have both when you get out there to the later years of retirement. You know, it, it's not enough to just have a strong financial future. You want to have freedom. You want to have choices. You want to have options. But if you get to a point where you have the financial wherewithal to go do some cool things, but your body won't take you there. How tragic is that story? Sure. Right? Or for some people, I'd also make the point that much of your wealth building progress is going to happen in the last few years of your working career. You know, those extra years of saving additional dollars, letting it grow, that kind of thing. You need to be aware that the average worker is starting retirement three years earlier than they expected. And it's often because of a health reason, either your own health or your spouse's health. So, you know, you, your health could prevent you from, you know, making up the ground that you really need to in those last few years of your working career. That's very interesting. I actually thought of it along the way as well. If you, de- if you don't take care of yourself, maybe you're missing work because of illnesses and you're then not getting paid for that. I also thought of it if you're not taking care of your health, the, the measures you use to protect your financial life life insurance, health insurance, long-term care will be more expensive to you. So your health is very important to reaching big milestones in your wealth and maybe becoming a millionaire. We're going to wrap this up, this whole idea of how to become a millionaire and the things to avoid doing along the way. We're going to wrap up here with Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. More coming up in just a minute.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike Bernard alongside Kevin Corhorn, alongside Joshua Gregory. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. If you missed anything, we've been talking about how not to become a millionaire. So essentially, what habits or thinking gets in the way of people trying to reach that all-important or alluring milestone of becoming a millionaire? Uh, if you missed anything, go to wisemoneyradio.com. You can listen to previous episodes right there. This entire episode will be right there, so you can catch up on anything that you missed. If you have a question for us, you can submit a question right there as well, or you can give us a call, 574-222-2000. Lastly, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, at Wise Money Radio, to submit a question that way or get more content. In fact, the article we've been referencing all uh, today's episode is going to be linked there as well, so I'd encourage you to read it. Again, it should help shape your thinking and develop new habits for you as you're trying to pursue your financial freedom. All right, so we've been talking about this top 10 list. Sometimes I like to go through those on the show. Top 10 list of the reasons why you'll never become a millionaire. We left off on your, if you neglect your health, it's going to be much harder for you to become a millionaire. Insurance will be more expensive. You may need to retire sooner and, uh, and so on. So very interesting. Number eight is almost a summary of some of the things we've already talked about. And we talk about it a lot on this show. It's not a fun process for some people to talk about but it's critically important to overall financial success. The number eight reason why you won't become a millionaire is if you don't have a budget. Yeah, and when you think about budgeting, that is a skill, and so people say, hey. It's also, go back and I'll interject that too. You do need to develop skills in it, but you develop those skills by starting that habit, starting to do it each and every day. Right, absolutely. So without that skill, you'll never be able to develop that habit. I totally agree with you, Mike. So I think what the, the idea is... Quit cutting him off, Mike. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thanks a lot, Mike. So listen, you need to be knowing where your money's going. Now, that's not an original, but that it's, it's that simple. If you think of any company or organization, do you think they wonder how much money they have, whether there's a little extra or, or not? And I would tell you that there are organizations and companies like that, and that's why so many organizations and companies fail. Because not every company that goes into business makes it. And a lot of the reason is, is there's not the skill or as um, some other folks might call it a habit of budgeting, <laughs> but understanding how, what, what is coming in and what is going out and, and is there a difference and what to do with that. Isn't it a misconception, though, that you see sometimes where we've, we assume that the millionaire doesn't really need to budget? Oh my right? goodness, yes. Right. You know, they're they're set financially. They don't need to watch what they're spending. To me, that's like saying, you know, the skinny person doesn't need to watch what they're eating. Well, that actually is true. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I've seen lots of skinny people. And, no, yeah. They're skinny because they watch what they eat, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And they're a millionaire because they watch what they spend. They have spent a lifetime, in many cases, uh, earning a certain dollar amount, but spending beneath that and letting those extra dollars grow for themselves. Folks, that but, is true. But they make it look easy. I they mean, do. Th that is the trick, because if you only see someone on the weekends, at, you know, at soccer with the kids or at the lake or at church, and you look at them and you think, whoa, 
Mike's got a pretty good life. He doesn't seem to be too stressed out. How is he doing that? And so you don't see the idea that Mike is showing up early and working late and doing all of these things to achieve certain things. You know, it's funny. So we just had the most incredible Super Bowl last weekend, right? It, it was the best Super Bowl I've, I've ever seen. And I saw, or I listened to someone on talk radio. I can't stand those talk radio guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk about how, all oh, you know, Tom Brady's just a natural. He is just so good, folks. That is what it looks like when you're just born with it. Yeah. Bull snarky. <laughs> I guess that's what I'd say. Give me a break. The guy works so incredibly hard. I know there's a bunch of haters out there, and, and, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not a big Tom Brady person myself, but the guy works extremely hard. So what he was able to do, he didn't just wake up that day and say, yeah, I'm going to do it. In fact, when we were watching the Super Bowl, we had pulled up what his diet was. Apparently, the dude just doesn't eat salt. It's just like kale chips and crazy. He's on this crazy diet all trying to perform at the optimal level. So he might have been born, he might have been blessed with something from God, but he also had to work for it. And the same is true for your finances, folks. Yep. All right. One of the things that we talk about all the time here that can get in the way of you trying to become a millionaire is taxes. So the ninth reason why you'll never become a millionaire is you pay too much in taxes. You're not taking advantage of all the tax tips and tax... Uh, Avoidance strategies or, or reduction strategies that we talk about all the time on Wise Money. Yeah, I don't think most people pay enough attention to the tax ramifications, specifically of their investment decisions as well. Yeah. You know, if you did, you, you would almost demand or expect that your investment advisor or your financial advisor has your CPA on speed dial. You want them collaborating to make sure that you are taking advantage of all the tax shelters that are available to you in the appropriate way. You know, one of the, the questions that we get all the time uh, is, should I be uh, building up wealth in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA? Should I use my 401k at work? How do I take advantage of these accounts to build money for the future? And at the end of the day, it's a tax question intersecting with your investment decision. That's right. right? And there's a difference between having a million bucks in a Roth IRA versus a million dollars in your 401k. Huge. It's called a huge IOU to the government. Yep. So, uh, you know, making sure that you are saving into the right place is, is absolutely important. And then also making sure that your savings capacity in your monthly budget is not getting slashed too much by taxes al along the way. Yeah. Yeah, there are a number of different things when you look and you say, hey, what are just the simple tax reduction strategies that I can use. I mean, you start with your employer, employer plan. So you think about a 401k or simple IRA, SEP IRA. There are a number of other types of employer plans. You can have individual plans. So you can have a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. You can have an HSA and preferably you're doing that via payroll deduction if possible. Or you can have a 529, especially in Indiana with the, with the credit there. You can get up to $1,000 a year of credit. So there are a lot of things that you can do to if you're trying to accumulate wealth that also give you a benefit on your tax return that give you extra money to work with to use to accumulate more wealth. I'm going to point you just back to a coach, a certified financial planner, because I just had I maybe went into a seizure as Kevin was talking there. He said 401k, IRA, HSA, Roth, all of those things. If you've been listening for a while and if you've got some experience in your finances, you probably know what those are. A lot of people don't. You don't know how exactly they work and really which one you should use in your situation. So I'd point you right back to a certified financial planner to f help you figure out 
what makes the most sense in your situation. And as Josh said, make sure that certified financial planner is connected with your tax preparer so that you're getting the most bang for your buck with your tax situation. All right, last one as we wrap this up. And this one is a little outside the box. The number, the 10th reason why you'll never become a millionaire is you lack purpose in your life. Now, this is interesting. When I first read this, I thought, oh, well, so it's only people who are greedy. <laughs> Their purpose <laughs> is they want to save up a million bucks until they'll go out and do it. But uh, here's he, this study from U.S. Trust, apparently. 94% of millionaires say they have a clear sense of purpose in their life. And I got thinking about this more. If I'm hopeful, if I have a vision for my life, usually it will take resources to achieve that vision somewhere out in the future. That why compels me to sacrifice today to save up for it. Makes perfect sense. You know, one of my favorite questions that I ask, uh, especially new folks, I've maybe shared this before on the on the show, is uh, a question of what is your primary aim in life? Yeah, it comes from a book that we absolutely love and adore uh, in our office uh, called the E Myth. But it's this idea of who is the person that you're becoming? What is your life all about? Uh, the most somber way I've ever heard it asked is. If you could observe your own funeral, what would you want to hear people saying about you? And the, the answers that you hear are awesome. And, and frequently there's tears involved because when you're talking about someone's purpose in life, this is who they are. It, it's, you know, drilling down to the essence of them. And it is important to recognize that in order to achieve that or maybe to sustain that personal mission in life, you have to have resources, Right. You have to have a certain amount of, of money to be able to free you up to go do those things or go become that person. Otherwise, you know, you may be giving the best part of every day to just earning a paycheck instead of out there multiplying who you are out in the, uh, in the community. And I would tell you, the only way to have money someday out there in the future is to not spend all of it today. It's just building in that habit of saving as opposed to spending. Yeah, and that book is The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. All right. Okay, folks, check out the article on the pod, or excuse me, on the blog, wisemoneyradio.com. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, the rest of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.